Who wants to be a superhero? Ryan Keynes for dead. And as the superhero known as Spearhawk, he has, by all accounts, led a charmed life. Ryan has become one of the most preeminent heroes of the Cape's Corps, earning him the admiration of friend and foe alike. However, what the public doesn't know is that Ryan, like every other superhero and villain, or heel as they're known in the business, all work for the same secret organization known only as the Board. Secretly, the Board pits heroes and heels against each other in public bouts known as capers, in which spectacle and popularity rules the day. With a nearly flawless win record, Ryan has become one of the most successful and popular heroes to date. However, the traumatic events of Hopper Station left him questioning everything he knows about his life as a fake hero. Now looking for answers to questions he never thought to ask before, Ryan finds himself in uncertain territory as he sets to find his missing friends Clan and Waterfall, the latter of which is taken into custody against their will by the Board of Inquiry. To make matters more complicated, Ryan also has to unpack his romantic feelings to his close friend Sleek, whose recent act of violence left them both shocked and appalled. Ryan knows that his new course of action is perilous. He has to be careful not to draw the attention of the board with his questions, for this is a dangerous world for those who don't play their part in this theater of heels. Support me on Patreon! Previously on Theater of Heels, weeks after the disastrous battle of Hopper Station, Ryan Keensford, alias Spearhawk, decided to check on his missing friends Nima and Takashi Kamiyama, the villains known as Waterfall and Clan, but found their home empty. That's when he encountered the Kamiyama's neighbor, Mrs. Peterson, the wife of Razorbite, another heel who mysteriously went missing after Ryan battled him six months earlier. Terrified of Ryan, Mrs. Peterson fled the scene. After this strange encounter, Ryan invited his old friend Harry Fox, the superhero sprinter, to his home to discuss Ryan's growing concerns about the missing heels. However, their conversation is interrupted when Sleek unexpectedly arrives at his door. And now, I present you with our current episode. Part 5 Searching for Friends Chapter 24 Uncomfortable Reunions Where have you been? Sleek placed April on the ground and gathered up the hem of her sky blue dress before she knelt in front of the little girl. From where he stood, Ryan could see his sister's features reflected in the chromed half of Sleek's face. She smiled warmly at the little girl and said, I've been recovering. April grabbed her hand in both of hers and asked, Are you better now? Sleek regarded her with a small smile. More or less. April cried, I was so worried. An instant later, April launched herself into the woman again, sobbing. Sleek almost toppled over her, but she kept her balance as she held the little girl close. She patted April gently on the back. Shh, shh. It's okay, little angel. It's okay. April gripped her tighter, sobbing harder than ever. Ryan stared down at his sister and was directly confronted with how young she was. Because of April's extreme intelligence and how well-spoken she was, he often forgot just how little she was. Ryan cursed himself for not realizing sooner how deeply the recent events had affected her. Up until the night of the gala, Sleek had practically been a staple in her home. She would visit as often as Harry would, if not more. Since then, it had been weeks since April had seen her. Ryan stepped forward and reached out a hand. We've all missed you. 
Sleek glanced up at him from where she knelt. A small smile played at the edges of her lips. Her eyes, human and cybernetic, were unreadable. Have you now? She then reached up and took his hand. Ryan's eyes widened as she gripped it hard for a moment, and he was quickly reminded of how much stronger she was than him. Suddenly, he was back in Hopper Station, and felt a flash of heat across his face as a missile fired from Sleek's shoulder. His own voice echoed in his head. Sleek, no! His face went blank for a moment as the memory played out. He shook his head and said, Yes, we have. I've missed you. At that moment, he knew it was true. When he looked down at her, Ryan saw someone he deeply cared about. Slick was more than just a superhero and teammate to him. She was Naomi, the girl who had been his friend since their days in the academy. Naomi was the same girl who fought by his side during their simultaneous debut, taking on some thug with electricity powers. She was the same woman who held his hand at his parents' funeral while April sobbed on his shoulder. The same woman who laughed with him while they watched movies on his couch. The same woman who took turns caring for his sick sister so he could get some much needed sleep. She was the same woman who passionately kissed him six months ago. Conversely, Sleek was also the same hero who he watched blow up a car in front of a fleeing enemy. As well as the same woman he watched fire a missile at their friend and colleague, Nima. That same explosion that hurt his friend Monica Beach and so many other people. The last time Ryan had seen Naomi was on the floor of Hopper Station, after Clan had cut off her cybernetic arms and legs. He had stopped Clan from finishing the job, but he also abandoned her to check on the damage she had done. He winced as he heard her anguished scream replay in his mind. Don't leave me! He shook away the memory and plastered a strained smile on his face. Naomi, come in. It's good to see you. Sleek, who was studying his face, slowly nodded. An expression flickered across her face for just a moment before it was gone. What was it? Ryan couldn't be sure. Was it happiness? Regret? Relief? All of them at once? Regardless, she mastered her face into a gentle smile before saying, I would like that. April's eyes brightened. You would? Sleek's expression illuminated as she stared down at the girl. I would. She then nuzzled her nose into the little girl's. April giggled before hopping down out of her grip. She took Sleek's hand and pulled her in. Sleek laughed as she allowed herself to be led past Ryan and Harry. April called out, Come on, I'll share my ice cream with you. April grinned at Sleek before sticking her tongue out at Ryan and Harry. But not with you. You want to bet? Called Harry. His body glowed instantaneously before disappearing down the hall past the girls. April cried out indignantly. Hey, no cuts! A moment later, Harry returned with a bowl of ice cream and a spoon in his mouth. Ryan chuckled. Harry shrugged. What? I'm not missing out on Rocky Road. Despite his initial worries Ryan may have had, the evening was one of the most fun nights he had in a while. Like so many times before, the four of them hung out talked, listened to music, and watched TV. Sleek and Ryan fell into their old habit of cooking together in the kitchen, where they made a simple yet delicious chicken noodle soup, accompanied by some rolls and brownies for dessert. Every time he stared at her, 
the memory of her warm lips brushing against his months before slipped into his thoughts like a ghost through a wall. Before he could linger too long in the memory, she would inevitably turn back to face him, and the moment would pass. For a few minutes when her back was turned as she mixed the brownie batter, the pleasant memory started to enter his mind again. But then, another thought pounced like a savage tiger. Slick's desperate voice shrieked in his mind. Don't leave me! Ryan gasped and shut his eyes, trying to banish the memory. Are you okay? He looked up, startled. Sleek, and suddenly appeared in front of him. Her warm hand gently held his shoulder as she looked deeply into his eyes, concern etched on the human side of her face. Not for the first time, Ryan noted that those features were delicate and beautiful. The hem of her dress brushed against his knee. She was so very close. He glanced down at her full lips. He was close enough to kiss her. She, too, glanced down at his lips. Her voice was breathy as she repeated, Are you okay? He licked his lips. Naomi, I... She leaned in closer and looked up at him expectantly. Yes? What could he say? A tornado of thoughts, feelings, and memories tore through the forefront of his mind. How could he wrestle everything he felt from the longing, the hurt, confusion, the attraction, and more into simple, useless words? He had to try. Naomi, I... Hey, is the food ready yet? I'm starving. Harry barged in a moment after his voice hit the kitchen. Sleek instantly stiffened and spun away, returning to the other side of the kitchen in a heartbeat, leaving Ryan leaning up against the counter, still speechless. Harry looked between them with a raised eyebrow. Sleek kept her back turned as Ryan shot him a dark look. Harry's brow furrowed in confusion. What? After that, Harry, misreading Ryan's annoyance, decided to linger in the kitchen to help them finish cooking. With his help, the four of them quickly settled in the living room, where they hardly ate their meal, while Harry and April picked some goofy comedy for them to watch. During that time, Sleek pointedly sat on the other end of the couch, where April quickly snuggled next to her. As the movie ran its course, Ryan kept sneaking glances at Sleek, but as far as he could tell, she did not attempt to do the same. Well, folks, Pineside's little sports aren't the only one that needs to call it a night. For some reason, sunrise always seems to come early. My conditioning workout won't do itself. April groaned. Do you have to go? Great. So, Squirt, this carriage is about to turn into a pumpkin. Harry gave the girl a quick hug. Seriously, I'm useless after the clock strikes nine. I'm going home to get some shut-eye. Ryan smiled. Is that why you never get night tapers? Partially, said Harry before motioning to his body. But mostly, it's because you don't want to cover up someone that looks this good, Ryan nodded. It would be hard to see a scarecrow stick like you in the dark. Hey! April punched her brother in the side. Nobody shaming! Harry nodded to the little girl. You should listen to her. She's obviously the brains of this outfit. Ryan snorted. Well, you sure as heck are. Hey! Harry looked at April in surprise. Did you hear what he said to me? Are you going to let him get away with that? April shrugged. I don't mind brain shaming. Then her face split into a huge grin. Besides, 
He's right. With that, April ran out of the room giggling. Harry laughed. Well, on that note, he called out, Good night, Squirt! Good night, Uncle Harry! Harry's smile faded as he glanced at the closed balcony door of Ryan's condo. Are you going to be okay with her, bro? Ryan followed his gaze. From their position, they could both see Sleek's frame silhouetted against the city's nighttime skyline. Her back was turned to them as she leaned against the railing, apparently lost in thought. Harry asked, Do you want me to hang? Ryan shook his head. No. You could go on home and get your beauty sleep. <laughs> he chuckled. Lord knows you need it. Harry cracked a smile. Ryan continued. Besides, Naomi and I need to talk. It's been a while, and the last time we saw each other was... Weird. We need to hash it out. Harry looked dubious. He shrugged. If you're sure, man. Ryan nodded. I am. After that, Harry left. Ryan spent the next half an hour tucking his sister in for the night. When he stepped out onto the balcony with two wine flutes in hand, the slate hadn't moved. He leaned against the railing next to her, and she wordlessly took the glass. They stood there in silence for several minutes, sipping their wine, feeling the night's breeze on their faces, lost in their thoughts. Finally, Sleep broke the silence. So, Harry was afraid to leave you alone with a big, nasty robot girl. Ryan looked up in surprise. Don't say that. He knew from her experience how hurtful she found that slur. Sleep stared out into the night as she answered. Why? what everyone calls me now. At least that's what they say when my back is turned or they think I'm out of earshot. Ryan shook his head. I don't care what the trolls on the internet are saying. No one gets to call people that I care about names in front of me. And that includes you. Slick asked quietly. Do you? He stared at her. Do I what? At this point she looked at him and he could see tears in her human eyes. Do you care about me? Ryan tilted his head. How can you ask me that? Of course I care about you. Sleek shuddered as she stifled a sob. Ryan reached out. Don't. His hand froze midway towards her. Her voice wasn't loud, but in the palatable silence between them, it struck like a hammer on an anvil. Sleek straightened up, and at that moment, Ryan was struck with how tall and powerful she was. Tears were still streaming freely down her cheek, but her expression was severe. In this moment, you could see why so many of her opponents found her so intimidating. She said quietly, You left me. What? He didn't think it was possible, but her expression grew more intense. I was hurt and helpless on the ground. That bastard clan nearly killed me. And you left me there alone and vulnerable. Ryan's mouth worked for several moments before he found his voice. It wasn't like that, it's just... Don't leave me! He winced as the memory hammered into his mind. Ryan looked up with a start. The glass in Slick's hand shattered. Don't tell me what it's like! She shook her head. I was there! 
You left me alone after nearly being killed. And I wasn't? Ryan snapped. Slick's eyes widened. He couldn't think of any time he yelled at anyone, let alone her. Who was it that stopped you from getting killed? Me! It was his turn to glare. All the trauma, nightmares, confusion, and terror broiled up into his tempestuous stare. Why did he try to kill you, Naomi? She looked down at him, wide-eyed, shaking her head slightly. Please don't, she whispered. But the train left the station as his mouth kept speaking as his mind screamed. No! Out loud, he snarled. Maybe it's because you fired a missile at his wife! A missile that exploded and hurt dozens of people! So excuse me if I left you, not alone, but with Block, to check to see who you might have hurt or killed! Slick staggered back and slumped into one of the chairs of his balcony. You don't understand, she said quietly. I was... She shook her head. Ryan stared down at her. To his surprise, he realized that hot tears were spilling down his face as well. He brushed them away and stared mutely at the water on his fingertips. He glanced at Sleek, who stared at the ground, quietly crying. Just like that, the rage left him and leached away the last dregs of his energy. Ryan sat down on the chair opposite of her, placing his wine flute on the end table. He rubbed his temple and stared out at the night sky. After a few heartbeats, Sleek finally broke the silence. I miss you. He closed his eyes and nodded. I miss you too. Do you? Do you now see me as a monster? No, he said automatically. To his genuine surprise, he realized he meant it. But I'm not the same since that night. I... I can't unsee what you did. Ryan shook his head. Every time I close my eyes, I see you firing that, you know. If not that, I hear you screaming, Don't leave me! I also keep seeing all those hurt people. Nima was so badly burned. I keep seeing her look up at me, pleading, and I just stand there, stupid and helpless. I didn't know. Ryan shrugged. How could you? In his periphery, he could see her nod sullenly. He sighed. I have to know. Why did you do it? Fire that missile? Yeah. She straightened up in her chair and looked out at the city. I don't know. I was caught up in the moment. I had to win. Ryan looked at her horrified. You had to win? That's why you fired a missile at her friend? Slick said quietly. She's not my friend. She's not my friend. And that makes it better? Nima was my friend, and now she's badly burned. Maybe even dead. And your excuse for firing that missile at her was that you had to win? Slick's face crumpled. Please don't yell at me. I could deal with the whole world hating me, but not you. Ryan took a deep breath and sagged against his seat, massaging the bridge of his nose. I don't hate you. I never have. In fact, he looked at her earnestly. 
I had always hoped that we'd become more than friends. Slick's lip trembled. And now? He shrugged, shaking his head. I don't know. Unable to find the strength to look into her tear-filled eyes, he looked away. Before everything that happened at Hopper Station, the few times I heard anyone talk about your intensity, your willingness to commit that level of violence, I outright ignored them. I thought it was just petty jealousy of your skill and power level. Seeing it firsthand, I decided to look up the footage of your old campers. Sleek involuntarily clutched her chest. Brian, lost in the fog of his grief, didn't see her reaction. He kept pushing his words out with the dogged persistence of a man carrying a heavy load up a hill. I honestly didn't know the person I saw in those videos. The Naomi I know is sweet, kind, and caring. She's the same woman that loves my sister, who adores her back. The same woman who held my hand during my parents' funeral. His cheeks flushed. She's the same one I shared that passionate kiss with in what felt like a lifetime ago. The sleek I saw on the internet that night was nothing like the woman I knew. That sleep had a habit of taking things too far. That sleep did things that horrified me. He looked at her with open tears streaming down his face. Why would you do those things? The color drained out of the human side of her face. It took several minutes to compose herself. When she did speak, her voice came out in a hoarse whisper. I have sacrificed so much to become this. She scornfully held up her cybernetic hand. Hero. I think about it every day, especially during the capers we share. Whether it's wrong or not, I see every person I fight with as someone who is trying to take that from me. That's why I fight so hard. But that's so wrong. She glared at him. Who are you to judge me and my choices, Ryan? You're a second generation hero. Your powers are innate. Thanks to your father, you are blessed with superhuman strength, agility, and durability. Then to top it off, your mom gifted you with that magic spear. You were practically born to be a hero. The rest of us had to claw our way to the top without any genetic or mystical handouts. Ryan gaped at her. An unaccustomed rage quickly overtook his surprise. At least I didn't use my mystical handouts to hurt anyone. She glared back at him. Are you sure about that, Spearhawk? Why don't you ask the families of your opponents how bad you hurt them? Slick's human eyes suddenly bulged as she clamped her hand over her mouth. Oh God! Ryan's brow furrowed. What's that supposed to mean? Slick stood up abruptly, grabbing the side of her head. Ryan thought, her psychic contract. She shook her head. Just forget what I said about that. Ryan stood up too, his mind reeling. Naomi, what do you mean? What do you know? Slick glanced at him, then winced again as her mouth shut. A moment later, she looked at him, panic in her eye. It's nothing. No, it's not. You know something, don't you? Sleek shook her head violently. I have to go. What? No, wait. Ryan held out his hand, but it was too late. Instead of heading for the door of the balcony, 
she grabbed the railing and vaulted over the side. As she sailed out over the high rise, the back of her dress tore open as her fan shield expanded out from her shoulder blades and flames burst from beneath. She shot forward at an accelerated glide. Ryan flexed his hand and his spear appeared in it. He raised it to throw after her. He paused. What would he do if he caught her? Try to make her talk? He shook his head and lowered his spear and watched her shrinking silhouette. Moments later, her fire was lost among the chaotic lights of the city. Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater Heals after these messages. On the next episode of Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Tyson Heels. As their new heist approaches, Erica and Jefferson firm up their strategies. However, planning for a hero as skilled and fast as Brenner is tricky. When one wrong move can land you behind bars in a matter of seconds, preparation is vital. However, like all aspects of this super fast caper, time is against them. Tune in next week for Theater of Heels, Volume 2. Chapter 25, Preparation Speed. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChancy.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at Patreon.com slash ChristopherChancy. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.